You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi there, this is Aileen, and this is episode 44 of The Music Room. Today, we are going to talk about your music educator journey and where you are at on your journey as a music teacher. But before we dive into that, I wanted to quickly remind you about the five-day Centers Challenge, which is coming up January 6th through the 10th. 2020. If you have always been wanting to implement more centers in your music room, or if you already are doing centers, but you're always looking for new ideas, then this is a great challenge for you to join. So to join, you can go to bit.ly slash centers challenge, all one word centers challenge, and you sign up. And then every day from January 6th through the 10th, you will receive an email and there will be a discussion inside a pop-up Facebook group, and I'll be doing a Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Eastern every night to talk about different aspects of implementing centers. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope you'll join me. All right, so as I'm recording this, it's actually the day after Christmas, so merry belated Christmas to you if you celebrate Christmas, but as the podcast episode hits the airwaves, it will be the new year, so yay for 2020, and I know a lot of us as a new year arrives, we're thinking a lot about our goals for the following year and our resolutions. So today I thought I would talk about just like where you're at with your music educator journey because I think really being reflective about where you are at personally can really help to create goals and resolutions for the next year. So a little background about me. I'm in my 21st year of teaching music. And as a first year teacher, really the only way that I could learn about how to be a better music teacher specifically was to go to conferences and chapter workshops and read books about music education. There really wasn't that much out there. And I am so thankful for all of the conferences and workshops I went to. I really do feel like going to those consistently really made me a better music teacher. There is so much more now to choose from as far as professional development goes. And I still really love going to conferences and workshops and go to those often. But there really is so much more. You know, back when I started teaching in 1999, there weren't really any blogs, especially about music education. And now there's so, you know, so much to choose from as far as blogs, as far as podcasts like this one, just going onto Pinterest and searching for whatever you need, or going to a Facebook group. Like I have a Facebook group, if you haven't joined yet, called Mrs. Miracle's Chat Room that I can link to in the show notes. And, you know, if anytime someone has a question about, let's say, a game for a certain song, or um, concert ideas, or assessment ideas, or anything like that, then you can go inside a Facebook group like mine, or, you know, there are lots of other Facebook groups, and you can ask people questions. And sometimes you get answers to those questions, like within minutes, which is just amazing to me. But along with all of those wonderful ways to learn, and then there's also Teachers Pay Teachers and all of the things that you can download for free or purchase just to save you time. And those are all such great resources, and I'm really thankful for those. But I think sometimes it can be overwhelming. There's so much to choose from that I think it's kind of stressful to think about, okay, what is the one thing I want to focus on? Because I'm just getting this barrage of like awesome ideas all the time, which is great, but like really being able to focus on What's the best thing for me to work on right now so that I can improve the learning of my own students and I can improve my own teaching? 
So that's why I wanted to talk today about where you are at with your music educator journey. My friend Matt, who has been on this podcast before, he was on an episode about children's choir. That was great. I just loved having him on. So if you have a children's choir, I will link to that in the show notes as well. So you can take a listen. And in case you're wondering where the show notes are, you can go to my blog at Mrs. Miracles Music Room com and click on podcast and then click on episode 44 and then it'll take you to the show notes for this episode. So anyway, my friend Matt told me once that he creates goals for himself every year. Like one year he might say, I really want to improve my listening lessons. And another year he might say, I really want to integrate technology more or whatever that might be. And I really love that idea. I'd never been that really like specific with my goals for, you know, just really choosing one thing a year that you want to focus on. And I think there's definitely power to that. Because like I said, you have all these things that you can work on, it can become overwhelming. So it's nice to just focus on like one or two things that you know, for you as a teacher will really help you out, because it's where you're at with your journey. So as I have been inside my own Facebook group or having conversations um, as I present workshops and having conversations with other music teachers, I often hear people venting about one of six things. It really seems to me like the complaints I hear or the frustrations or the things that people are trying to wrap their mind around kind of fall under one of six categories. So these are the six categories. Strategy, and by that I mean like your classroom management strategy, advocacy, productivity, and like managing your tasks, lesson planning, long range planning, or really looking at your sequence, and then initiatives like educational initiatives like STEAM or STEM or coding or social emotional learning or that kind of thing. Like, how do you fit that into your teaching? And honestly, I could do a podcast episode about each of those six specific categories. But today, I'm just going to like briefly kind of walk you through each of these six categories so you can figure out for yourself which one of the six categories you feel like you want to focus on the most. And that could help you create your resolution or your goals. And I should say I created a fun little quiz so you can, you know, listen to this podcast episode and figure out which one of the six categories that you think fits you the best, but I did create a little quiz, kind of like something you would take on Facebook where you just answer a series of questions and then it tells you which category you are. So that quiz, is, it's short and it's fun. It's like four questions. You can find it by going to bit.ly slash music teacher quiz. And again, I can link to that in the show notes as well. So it's bit.ly slash music teacher quiz. Like I said, I'm going to walk you through each of the six categories. So as you listen, just kind of think like, yeah, that does sound like me or no, you know, I used to be focused on that, but I'm not so much anymore or whatever, so that you can help think about what goals you have for the upcoming year, not the school year, but upcoming year for 2020 or whenever you are listening to this. And then we'll talk about goal setting after I go over the six categories. All right, so the first category I'll call strategy or choosing the best classroom management strategy for you in your classroom. So if you're focused on classroom management or you're kind of frustrated with classroom management, it could be that you are newer in your career or it could simply be your population. Maybe you have some students who have trauma in their family lives and are struggling with behavior because of what they're dealing with at home. Or maybe you might have an administrator who doesn't have enough follow through with the students and then the students' behavior 
it's representative of that situation. So if you are kind of at this stage, you could find yourself just frustrated with behavior students and or you're searching for strategies that will help with their behavior and their emotional well-being. If this is resonating with you, you're really kind of frustrated or searching for better ways of managing your classroom so that kids are calmer and more well-behaved and happier, then you could be at this stage, which we could call choose your strategy. All right, second stage could be choose your advocacy. So if you find yourself really focused on advocating for your program, your profession, and your students, then you might be at this stage. This could be because you have an unsupportive community or an unsupportive administrator. Unfortunately, that sometimes is the case. Maybe you have a staff at your building that doesn't exactly get what you do and kind of treats you like a babysitter, or your program is about to be cut. I have been here because I once lost my job because of budget cuts. They went from music twice a week to music once a week. And I was really frustrated because I felt like I was doing so much for my students and it didn't really matter. I lost my job regardless because I was the you know lowest person on the seniority list. And I should say too that I feel like with advocacy, sometimes we just want to throw up our hands in the air and be like, well, that's just the way it is. There's nothing we can do. You know, classroom teachers are going to look at us like we're babysitters no matter what. And some administrators just aren't going to get what we do. And there's nothing we can do about that. And I should say, yes, I have a very supportive administrator and classroom teachers are great at my school and get what I do. But it hasn't always been that way. And I do feel like some of the things that I've done proactively have helped in that arena. So I do think this is a at least somewhat fixable problem. I mean, you might be in a situation where it doesn't matter what you do. But I think a lot of us, if you're in a somewhat frustrating situation, there are some things that could be done proactively to help. All right, so moving on, that was choosing your advocacy. If you are feeling overwhelmed with everything you have to do, you might be at the stage that I'll call choosing your tasks. So if you're trying to streamline your life and stay on top of your to-do list, then you might be here. It could be that you have too much going on in your life. It could be that you're just searching for ways to be more organized. And it could be that you really like to socialize at work and then you have a hard time getting things done. Or the other problem with socializing could be that you have a coworker who sucks a lot of your time because they're constantly in your room talking. And then just finding that home life balance is really difficult because there's so much to do as a music teacher and it's really hard to get it all done at work. So then you could be struggling with like, how do I get everything I need done at work done and then also have time for my family? That stage is called choosing your tasks. All right, then next stage I'll call choosing your lesson. And this could be if you're trying to come up with lesson plan ideas and lesson plans that could work well with your students and you're just searching for good ideas for your students, then you could be at this stage. You could be looking for songs and activities and units and anything like that. If you're at the stage, it could be because you're at the start of your career and you just don't have as much in your toolbox yet because you haven't been teaching very long. Or you could be later in your career and you're just looking to mix things up. Or I just had Brandy Waller-Pace on my podcast a few episodes back, which I can link to in the show notes as well, about decolonizing the music room. And we talked about how part of decolonizing your music room is making sure that the song material that you're using is culturally appropriate and sensitive. So you might realize that some of the old standards that you've been using for years aren't really 
okay to use anymore. So you're looking for, okay, what can I do now? What can I do instead? Or how can I, instead of just looking at song material for decolonizing, how can I look at this more broadly, like Brandy and I talked about on the podcast, to really make sure that I am offering the best education to all of my students in my music room. So that is choosing your lesson. All right, next stage, we have choosing your sequence. So if you're trying to long range plan your year, and January is actually a great time to look again at your long range plan, because sometimes we plan in June or July for the next school year, and we get to January and we realize that we haven't gotten to nearly as much as we thought we would, or the kids aren't exactly where we thought they would be or that kind of thing. So it's a great time to kind of reflect in January, halfway through the year, about where you're at. And you may have learned how to long range plan, like especially if you went through Kodai levels. That's often a big part of Kodai levels is learning how to write a year plan and sequencing out your year. But maybe something about that long range planning process doesn't seem right, or maybe it just doesn't fit with your brain and how the way you process things. Or maybe you didn't go through Kodai levels and you never really learned the best way to long range plan. So your focus could be finding what works for you and for your students so that you can sequence out your year. And then the last stage is choosing your initiative. So this could be like you've heard of initiatives like STEAM or STEM or coding or social emotional learning or PBL, also known as project-based learning, and you love everything you're reading, but you're just not sure how to fit those initiatives into your teaching. Or you could really love technology and you're trying to fit that into your music room. Again, you're trying to figure out like, how can I put all of this into a lesson so that I can still keep the heart of what I'm doing, but bring in these really cool initiatives. So if you're at the stage, you likely like to think outside the box, or you've been teaching for long enough that you're ready for the stage. But again, you might be a little bit overwhelmed as to how to fit it all in. All right, so those were the six stages we had strategy or classroom management, advocacy, tasks, lessons, sequence, and initiative. All right, so now what? What do you do with all this information so that you can kind of start off 2020 and really think about how you want to move forward or what good resolution for you as a music educator might be? So the first thing I would do is go and take that quiz. Again, if you go to bit.ly slash music teacher quiz, you'll find it. Um, And the cool thing about the quiz is at the end, it'll tell you what your results are, but then you can opt in to receive a Facebook message. And it's like, I've been playing around with chatbots. So it's kind of like an automated system where it, you know, you click the link of whatever stage you're at, and then you'll get a Facebook message. If you opt into this, you get a Facebook message asking you, would you like some more information about that stage? And then I'll send you over to like a YouTube video or some blog post or that kind of thing that could help you further look into that category or that stage. But you can take the quiz without doing that. That's just a kind of a nice little bonus. So the first thing I would do is take that quiz, unless after you listen to this podcast episode, you know exactly where you're at. Then I would sit down for maybe like five to 10 minutes and write down a goal or a resolution for that particular stage. And I think specific is best here. If you've heard of like SMART goals, I think specific is really good. So here are some examples. If you're at the strategy stage, then maybe your goal could be you're going to read a book about responsive classroom. And then maybe if you're at the advocacy stage, your goal could be I'm going to start a Facebook page for my music room so that I can advocate for my program and parents in the community can see what's going on in my music room. 
if you're at the task stage, then maybe your goal could be you're going to buy a planner and actually use it. Or maybe you're going to explore a free website like Trello that's really great with productivity. If you're at the lesson stage, maybe your goal could be that you're going to attend one or more chapter workshops in your area to give you some new ideas. If you're at the sequencing stage or the long range planning stage, then maybe you're going to reflect about what you are doing currently for your long range planning and think about what you like and what you don't like so that it can help you change your planning in the future. Or you could even like reach out to some music teacher friends and ask how they long range plan just to give you some new ideas. If you're at the initiative stage, then you could maybe focus on one initiative such as coding, let's say, or like project-based learning, and you just focus on that one tool. Or like if you're focusing on project-based learning, maybe you just try out one project with one grade. And I should also mention, once again, if you're at the lesson or the initiative stage, then what your goal could be that you're going to join my center's challenge, because that's just a lot of fun sharing with other music teachers, and that could really help you out if you want to implement centers. All right, so that's it as far as where you're at on your music educator journey. I hope that you take the quiz and you figure it out just to give yourself a little bit more focus for your year and really think about what exactly you need as a music educator. All right, so let's talk about what I'm consuming. This will be a quick one. I want to mention that I have been watching some YouTube videos about using a Makey Makey set. So if you've never heard of Makey Makey, it's spelled M-A-K-E-Y, M-A-K-E-Y. My seven-year-old has been calling it Mickey Mickey, and I'm like, no, no, Makey Makey. So um, I've been watching some YouTube videos about the Makey Makey set so that I could wrap my mind around how to use it because when I was just reading the directions, it wasn't totally making sense to me. But when I watched videos and saw exactly how they were hooking it up, it made so much more sense. So you can probably guess that I am at the choose your initiative stage because I'm all about that tech and trying to figure out how, okay, this is such a cool tool. Now what am I going to do with it? So if you've not heard of Makey Makey before, if you go to my Instagram account at Mrs. Miracle's Music Room, and you go to my highlighted stories, I think it actually might be my first highlighted story. It says Makey Makey. If you click, it's like a little circle. If you click that, you'll see me using it and my seven-year-old. She had a blast with it, and so did I. There's so many cool things you can do with it. So again, I'm kind of just trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to use this? I'm thinking during centers, I am still kind of like wrapping my mind around that, but I can totally see the kids getting into it. So Mickey, Mickey, very cool. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful holiday and happy new year. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.